a second. So welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. It's your boy, the Afro boy, Prince of Afro Unity. And this is uh, the Lost African podcast. You know, we talk about Afro culture, financial literacy, and controversy. Um, all things through historical aspects. Um, but this is my opinion. Please don't take everything I say as fact. Uh, this is just my opinion in my opinion alone. But we got to talk about this, bro, because he done pissed me off. See, he made me put on my Marcus Garvey hoodie. The, the, the administration that pissed me off. They pissed me off. I am free. I am not a slave. I'm going to say that first and foremost, because that's, that's how I'm at. I am free. I should have a freedom of choice. But we're going to get into it. Why I say what I say. So we're going to talk about um, Biden's new executive mandate. Making motherfuckers do shit. See, see what I'm saying? He got, I don't even usually, you know, use this type of verbiage, but that's that's how irritated I am. Uh, because again, you have to understand not only from present day, but historical context, especially from the black experience. Um, and I want my brothers and sisters in the diaspora to please hear me out, please listen, please share, please like, and so forth. Because I'm gonna give you historical context. Uh, about why a lot of black people as a mass, number one, the percentage of non-vaccinated people, especially in the black community, was 70%. So that's almost three-fourths. You know, if you want to round up, it's almost three-fourths. So I'm going to give you um, some historical context as to why that is. You know, so... From a quote from Dr. King, this is from Dr. King. You know, all the forms of inequality and injustice in healthcare is the most shocking and inhumane. Um, one of the highlights that is talked that is mentioned around the world that a lot of people may know about is from the development of gynecology, the father of gynecology. Um, a lot of the foundational health practices that were formed in America, North America to be, be exact, because there are three Americas, but that's another conversation. So North America to be exact, where the enslaved Africans, who we are known as um, the Black Americans or African Americans, were forcefully, without consultations, without a choice, because we were enslaved, um, we got practiced on, especially our women, you know, without, Sodom, sodomization without any uh, sedatives, anything to soothe pain. And, and remember the ideology that is sometimes even still seen in practice today is that black people and especially our black women feel less pain. We feel less pain that way we can endure more for some reason. That is the negative consultation is the why you hear uh, black woman is so strong, right? That's the negative part. Now we're going to go into um, highlights. This is a 2013 health highlight uh, from one of these outsourced articles where it even brings in Hispanics. It brings in the, the Latin world. This is blacks and Hispanics receive uh, worse care than whites for about 40% of quality measures, right? You know, unequal burden of pain. You know, you have 
from my generation, which is the 1990s into the 2000s, Black patients, even including minorities, receive less alternative care than 50% of the time. This is, this is even present day because we're talking about the 1990s and 2000s. I'm a 90s baby. I was born in 95. You know, um, now there is a positive aspect into the healthcare world, which was passed by Obama, which a lot of people gave him this term. It is not this term, but a lot of people know it as Obamacare, which is actually the Affordable Healthcare Act. Um, and that did in return give a lot of people health insurance because health insurance is important. I don't want you to think being healthy is not important. It is, but I should have a choice on how I choose to be healthy in my life, right? Now, Historical fact of not doing the right thing, right? So we're going to go into the segregation era. And then we're going to swole back into the whole Biden thing, because I still want to give you more historical context. So in the segregation era, healthcare, this is from, this is highlighting a um, medical apartheid. You can look this up on Google. It is literally a docu-series that is more so uh, modern era as to asking the question why um, the ethnic group, the African ethnic group, which is how I like to call us, or the black ethnic group of African-Americans are so on the fence or against um, just going out, taking shots that, again, has not been FDA approved um, by anyone. They're, they're just pushing out sedatives. And I'm not saying people aren't testing this. I'm just saying Come on, bro. It's, it's only been a year. It's only been a year. I understand the seriousness of the pandemic. I know people who have gotten coronavirus personally related to my family. I understand the scare of finding out your family member has the corona or has the pandemic disease and you don't know what's going to happen next. I completely understand that fear. It is Terrifying, yes. But that does not take me away from my moral compass as far as the saying, I still should have a freedom of choice. I should not be pushed into any circumstances based on my conditions. I shouldn't feel that um, I have to do this, right? And I'll get into what I mean when I say that. But in the segregation era, this is from the docu-series, Medical Apartheid, um, there was a pastor's mom where she, this is the, around dental care, dental care and health care, everything that keeps you healthy from your teeth to your toes, right? Where dental care in the segregation era, she has to go into the back of the store, right? She has to go into the back of the office, same as all segregation. You can't go into the front because you black. And you won't get the good medicine that's on top of the shelf because you black. And you don't need it anyway because you're black. You can't feel adequate pay in the same way we can. This is a segregation era. This isn't slavery. This is a segregation era. So again, when we talk about generational mindsets that turn into stereotypes, how that can affect how we're treated in the healthcare world. to where a pastor mom goes into the back. She's trying to get her teeth pulled. 
and she doesn't get any sedatives. You just they yank it out. Now, of course, if you're old school, oh, we're probably just no, no, this is you know, uh, what what they call crowns or really infected teeth. If you if you really are in pain on on a non what do you call house set of level well you know you put some salt on it and it, it'd be okay with some peroxide like one or two days if it's above that yes you need to go to the doctor any way shape or form so you know for me they even have black journals right they have black journals okay so this goes deep even on back to slavery in the plantation. Then we're going to move on to current day. That's why I want to give you one more historical fact is about they even made up diseases, right? They call they gave these medical terms so it would seem adequate to why we were acting the way we were acting, right? Um, they call it it's books like black and for in <clears throat> black inferiority. You know, lexitine, lex, lexicon of Negro diseases. Okay, there is a, a cognac Africana. Remember that we're enslaved Africans. If you follow this premise, where it says um, cognac Africana is where the black man or black woman craves to eat dirt, uh, difficult, poured portration, which is the disease of pain caused by heavy burdens and kicks of the master. They have drop of FOMO, which is where, 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 where something got to be wrong. He had drop, drop, per, drop performer because he want to run away. Why did this slave want to run away? You know, so this is the premise of how foundational health came about in America. Now, I want to move forward into present day because I really got something to say about this bullshit administration that want to make fucking um, vaccine mandates. Excuse my language. But I just had to get that out because I need y'all to understand where this is going. So, during the 1980s, 191980, during the 1980s, the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program came about. That was due to a mother. Again, this see the, the what happens when they talk about um, the power of of when it affects. Um, what they perceive as the uh, dominant authority or dominant people. White people was in this instance. When it affects them, shit started changing. Same with the cracker. You remember like Molly to, okay, let's, let's keep continuing. So this program came about because a white mom had sued the healthcare industry because the vaccinations that they were giving at the time, which is I believe M MRM, the measles vac and so forth, the vaccines that they were giving at the time gave her son autism. They gave her son a medical disability. 
because they was not on their P's and Q's. They was not on their 10 toes. So she said, I'm going to sue you because you did this to my son. So after that, after having to pay out all of that money, what did they do? They created um, a law stipulation and policy, which says, and it gave immunity to the pharmaceutical companies after that incident. It gave immunity to the pharmaceutical companies that they still use today. They tell you this. You cannot sue or take any type of legal action against a pharmaceutical company if something happens to you after you take the vaccination of any kind. We're not just talking about the one that's dealing with the pandemic. This is literally of any kind. You cannot sue the healthcare company if anything of negative impact, your death. Let's see, Gloria Miller, CDC childbearing black women are 14% of the pop and obtain 36% of the abortions. They have the most abortions. Seven four hundred and seventy-four per thousand births. That's almost 50, 50, 50, 50. Nine, 19 million black babies have been aborted since 70, 73. So there are a lot of preset conditions to why this is. I, I need people to understand from the black space why I have a problem with the mandate. I have a problem with the mandate because. And here, here's the mandate. This, it's not for everyone, right? So, so let me break this down, how this happens. So the mandate says this. This is an executive order for anyone who works in their administration, right? The people who are employed in their administration, they don't have an option. He literally quotes this. He says, if you want to work with uh, the federal government, you gotta get vaccinated, right? It is what it is. He's taking away the choice, but not choice directly, right? You got to read between the lines because I'm an intelligent black man. I see the bullshit from far away. Either way, he says that um, federal employees The genocide is happening now, and there is no one to blame but us. How how are we to blame for the genocide? Excuse me. Uh, how how is this how is this our fault? But I got this for my point because I have to get my point out. Now, I'm not saying that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the birth of the children is, is, a, is a separate thing that I want to bring a woman on for. But to the point at hand, so he's saying all federal employees have to get um, to vaccination. I never said I had a 
superior intellect. I never said that. Never, but we continue. So my point is this. He is making federal employees get the vaccination, right? He's making federal employees get the vaccination. Now, here's where you, from the black space, if you get granted by the grace of God to work for, yeah, I brought up my intelligence because I'm an intelligent man. You use the words superiority. Go back to this. Um, By the grace of God, you get employed by the current administration, by the government, right? And he does the mandate, whether it's today, yesterday, or tomorrow. Do you think the average, because just because someone may work for that administration doesn't mean that we're making all the money in the world. Be realistic, especially dealing with the, especially dealing with the stats of what the median American household is making along with the black household. It is very hard to make a living, especially even what you would call an average living. So you think I really have a choice. We're going to break this down. You think I really got a choice to go and just quit my job tomorrow. Give what I'm saying? This is where the force of me not having the freedom of choice comes in. This is how I feel. It is bullshit in my eyes. Now, what he says is that, of course, 80, 80 million U.S. workers will have a choice to see U.S. workers. I mean, everybody that do not work for the administration, it's a, yeah, y'all, y'all have a choice. But if you work for the administration, you ain't got no choice. You're going to do this or, or that, see, they won't say it out loud. You either do this or in some way, shape, or form. There may or may not, may or may not be uh, hassles, complications in your employment. But this is a requirement to keep your employment. So what do you think most black folks will do, right? Because our lives don't change no matter what job we got, but tell you right now. What do you think what black folks are going to do, right? How do you push this to happen? Take a job. We can't quit tomorrow. We got kids. Most of us got kids. Most of us got dependents. You know, I'm not a person with kids, but I have a family that depends on me because I, I am the man of my family. You know how many calls I get from my mom and my, my sister? They in need of me. So because I am the man of my family and also chasing my dream, which is to speak to you guys every day, which is why I have so much passion for my people in my community and everyone who learns outside of my community. I can't quit my motherfucking job tomorrow, right? I can't do that. Oh, right. This is what I'm saying. You got to read in between the lines. So because I can't do that, where where is my freedom of choice? I don't have one. Oh, of course. They're going to, of course, they're going to be so many people saying. And alpha. Wow. 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 You're you're deep. You're deep. She brought up the alpha male and beta male. Right, right. The alpha male protects his family at all costs. The alpha male does all the hard decisions, right? No one's blaming anything. Anyway, back to that. 
So this, this, so we're, we're, I'm, I'm speaking for the, the people who, who may or may not have a choice in this instance. Not the 80 million U.S. workers. I'm talking about anyone who so happens to may have say, well, I feel some type of way, especially coming from the black background and the black historical Texas on why um, there's a lot of hesitation in the healthcare, uh, the way the vaccinations are going and so forth and so on. This is not fair. And I said this in the beginning, I am not a slave. I am not a slave. I should have, I have freedom. And in that freedom, I should have a freedom of choice. Period. Everybody always talks about, well, why are you pushing these views? See, this is a this is a different type of view pushing in my eyes. It's just this. It's bull. It's bull. And do you know, with all the historical context of even from there's a there's a quote from the nation of Islam, Minister Tony Muhammad, right? It says was about the measles vaccine, right? In 1989, I'm going to give you some more historical context just to get the backbone, you know, the feeling of it. So there was a Dr. Thomas who reported from 04, there's an article about there are separate effects even regarding race. There are separate effects even regarding race, right? And that Black boys were three times more likely to get autism from the uh, MMR vaccine, right? Which is known as the measles vaccine. And they knew this. There was a whistleblower. They knew this. And yet they keep giving all the, the, the kids, the black kids shots, the black babies and black boys shots. This is historical. These are on record. I am not making this up. This is just the contents based on a medical documentary. So you can go and watch this documentary yourself, the medical apartheid. And I'm just giving you my opinion based from historical to present day. All I am saying at the end of the day is this. I just have a freedom of choice. It should not affect my livelihood because what? I am supposed to be a part of the government. Let's say I wasn't, I mean, not a part of the government. I'm supposed to be a part of the country. I'm supposed to be a citizen, right? I'm supposed to be a part of the country. I'm supposed to be a citizen as, as a general term. This is not even talking America. If I was talking from a diaspora aspect, why should I have my freedom of choice, right? I thought this is what we do here in the Constitution. I thought, thought there's this freedom, freedom in this so-called democracy, right? See how they underhand freedom? It's, it's, it's not cool with me, bro. I don't like it. I don't like it. Because not, <laughs> look here. They don't even give you credit because now before I go, I want to give credit to the black people who pushed 
health care, even through the segregation era, right? Let's go. Let's see. So, Sarah Allen Temple, um, 1860 to the 70s. Let me see. Eight. Oh, no, no. That's, that's separate. Okay. Mm, nope, that's something else. Where are we? Nope. Oh, did I lose it? Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. I thought I lost it. One second. So there is a Dr. Sam Nix. Sam Nix, right? He was an enslaved man who belonged to a white doctor, right? Dental doctor. C.F. Manson, apartheid of dental doctor, would use his past to go out. Oh, here we go. So Dr. Sam Nixon would use his past to go out and help facilitate dental medical emergencies and also in between that, participate in the Underground Railroad. Because even in that time, what they would use for what you would call semi-free or enslaved men would be apprentices. There was a, a movie that most deaf did that based on that ideology. Rebecca Crumbler, this is a female, black female, the first African-American woman to graduate the, Amer the American Medical School, right? Dr. Sarah Grayson Boyd Jones, the first black woman to receive, to license to practice in medical medicine in Virginia, right? So we've, we've done great, great things. Henrietta Lacks is probably the most known black person. Um, her which is how they base a lot of her, her skin cells. This is the, the woman's cell line, right? After bearing five children, she died at 31. They use her, her cells to develop the polio vaccines, and all they probably use her cells for a couple other things and a lot of vaccines, right? This is a black woman's um, genetics that they use to push medicine. There, there's a lot of strength and positivity. There's a lot in our melanin. This is why I always speak so proudly of my melanin. Some people perceive it as magic. I just say it's great and it's glory. Now, um, you have another man, Dr. Charles Drew, right? He is the person which you can thank for uh, probably the current day like plasma centers because he developed um, freezing, the method for freezing plasma, right, in 1950s. Had that version for medicine, one of the black surgeons to provide that level of Pacific in healthcare to all black people in African-American hospitals. Dr. Vivian Thomas developed the treatment for blue baby syndrome. Uh, at the Johns Hopkins, oh, also the Johns Hopkins heart defect. 
the transplant or what they call great vessels. Let me see, I have a few more, but I just wanted to highlight not only, not only do we have um, historical, historical uh, facts and things that happen and why we have issues with healthcare and the system and medical care and so forth and so on. We don't even get credit for the medical advancements um, that we've made as a mass. And then people wonder why, you know, we'd be like, yo, where's my freedom of choice? Because you don't listen. They're not listening. And I just feel that that's not fair to my people who have this opinion. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be safe. Go and be safe. Do whatever is healthy for you. You want to go get the shot? Go do that. Because I want that on my conscience. I want my people to be healthy, but I feel that my people also should have a choice. And it shouldn't affect their livelihood. It shouldn't. But I'm your boy, the Afro boy, Prince of Afro Unity. This is the Lost African Podcast. Please follow me on Instagram, Afro boy underscore Lost Heritage. TikTok, Afro boy underscore Lost Heritage. My Facebook page is the Lost African. And listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, at Lost African. And you can find me there. And we can have open discussions. You can email me, my tree links there, especially through my TikTok. Um, so you can contact me if you want to come on the show. You can message me, DM me, comment. Let me know if you want to come on the show and talk about anything. And we can go from there. But I'll holler at y'all later.